0: Hello, and welcome to the Philosophical Angle Podcast with your host, author
1: Chris Angle. Hi, this is the Philosophical Angle Show, and and I'm your host, Chris Angle. I'm the author of four books on philosophy, one of which is the Philosophical Equations of Economics. And these books are available uh, for viewing at thephilosophicalangle.com. If you'd like to contact us or make comments on the show, uh, you can... uh, Give us an email at contact at thephilosophicalangle.com. Along with me is my colleague and co-host, Rick Samuelson. Rick graduated from Yale and has uh, MBAs from Wharton and Tufts, and he's an independent venture capitalist. Good to see you, Rick. Thank you. Along with me is uh, 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 the purpose of the philosophical angle is to examine the uh, nature and concepts and ideas in current media. And this week we're going to talk about the uh, uh, President Biden's speech uh, uh, when he spoke about to the nation about the verdict from the uh, Officer Chauvin trial. Uh, and uh, he said that basically that America is bad, uh, that we are a racist uh, country, that uh, we are systemically racist, which means that racism pervades our entire society. And he noted as an example the, uh, the trial and the fact that Officer Chauvin uh, was kneeling on the neck of, a, of George Floyd, who, had his, who was already in handcuffs on the ground. Uh, incapacitated, and yet he put his knee on there for a long time, and eventually uh, the man succumbed. Uh, and uh, the others around them, uh, the other officers uh, looked on and did nothing. And so uh, it's a obviously a, a terrible travesty and uh, and President Biden noted that but his conclusions are that America is bad. And so we have to kind of take a step back and kind of wonder why would he say that America is bad? I mean, he's an American, and, and there are a lot of Americans in, in America, and so why are they all bad? Um, why is uh, racism pervade through the entire society? Does it? Is this actually true? So we're going to go back here and, and look at the nature of uh, between the two political parties and see why he says what he says. And uh, the first thing uh, we're going to look at is that uh, that the nature of a political party goes right back to the nature of when society was formed, and you have the haves and the have-not. So a, a, a person of power rises. Uh, above the others, and, and so you have the first class of a party, which is uh, the haves, and and then the have-nots uh, work uh, either together or for the haves. And as society advances, it becomes more of a, 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 a class society where the haves uh, have everything and the have-nots have very little, and so you can see that all throughout history. Where the uh, the haves have uh, the king are the kings and queens and the nobles, and the have-nots are the uh, workers, the the serfs, the proletariat, and uh, and 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 then there are five dictums that run political thought. That uh, and the, the first dictum. Of the haves as well as the have-nots is that is the law of demand for the good. All life demands that which is good for it. And then the second dictum is Saint Augustine's principle of libido dominandi, the will to dominate. And uh, the third is that the have-nots are inherently not good. And the fourth is noblesse oblige. So we're going to talk about these and how it. Uh, influences Biden's speech here in a little bit. The fifth one will not be uh, of, uh, of any consequence today so the uh, uh, the, the the workers and uh, the serfs and the proletariats and the, the people of the bottom class, they obviously stick the first dictum of, of life uh, uh, and of uh, political thought is that uh, they want to do that which is good for themselves and uh, that's all of life, uh, whether you're the have or the have nots. And, uh, so the haves, as society advances, the haves are the kings and the queens and the nobles, and, and the nobles need, a, a as society advances, a, a, a group of facilitators in order to, uh, control the, the have-nots. And as society advances, government gets larger and larger, and, uh, these, uh, uh, these nobles and uh, their associates are replaced with government bureaucrats and and in addition to that you have corporate management and we can see that today all the large corporations are going politically correct and uh, uh, and are siding with the government bureaucrats and doing things like censoring uh, the conservatives and and so uh, these associates uh, these uh, facilitators of the of the of the government of the of the uh, uh, incorporate corporate management uh, because they are needed to control the have-nots and uh, and control is uh, any cooperative and so uh, they believe that the and they do this because they believe that the nature of the serfs is that they are inherently bad which is dictum 3 that we just went over and uh, and the uh, the left believe that the have-nots uh, are are uh, <clears throat> are just uh, of a lower class, and so they, they look down on them. And these facilitators uh, of the government class control the have-nots through uh, motivation uh, and through uh, uh, actual control. And, and a sample of the motivation is welfare, giving uh, welfare funds to do nothing in exchange for their vote. And the haves will think that they are providing um, a social service when they set up this, uh, this welfare and a social net, And the haves haves believe that they have an obligation to set up a a basic social net, as as well as some of the have-nots today uh, also believe that. And and, and thus is born uh, a concept that came out of the the 1800s called Noblesse Oblige. And this is dictum 4, that the nobles, that government, that the people of higher up must have a, a social net uh... for the for the lower classes and you can see this uh... uh all the way from uh... america which has a, a social net uh... In welfare uh... to the uh... the communists which have a greater welfare fair note, uh, 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 net uh... to the fascists, to the socialists. Um, there's all sorts of degrees of of this welfare concept of uh... uh that's produced by the noblesse oblige uh... dictum number four concept uh so uh and this uh control tends to get worse over time and, and because they are uh more involved with uh, uh with control and uh they're more involved with control because of the the the, the dictum that uh, that uh, all are bad that uh, the lower class is uh, is no good and uh so Some of the left believe that the have-nots are bad because they're just not of a social class. And what happens is that while they are uh, in this lower class, they tend to want, because of dictum number one, they tend to try and break out and become of a higher class and do better, and they become try to become in the middle class. And uh, as they do, um, such as, uh, Officer Chauvin, he uh, he broke out and uh, and he's become uh, he popped out of the uh, of the uh, lower class and uh, it's due to his uh, uh, and due to his bad nature, which is typical, uh, as President Biden pointed out, because he's white um, and he's of the white have not class. He came out and. Uh, and joined the middle class, and um, in the doing so, he subordinated a, a black man, uh, s- uh, which was uh, a very unjust thing to do. Uh, which is, uh, and, and we all agree on it. Everybody who's ever watched that video agrees on uh, how bad uh, that was. And Chauvin uh, uh, came out doing so because uh, he is an oppressor and he is a, a, an oppressor because he has come out of the serf class and and become privileged. And uh, and when he uh, leaves the lower class, uh, the serf class that is, he uh, he breaks the uh, the contract that was in place by the noblesse oblige, uh, which is again dictum four. Um, that that's in place and he tries to uh, become a, a a noble's facilitator. Uh, but he fails because he has a bad nature, dictum three as uh, as all he as all they have not, especially all they have not white, um, as they' are all of the deplorable class. And so Chauvin, who was a trusted, have-not facilitator, who is uh, entrusted with uh, disseminating control of the have-nots, uh, being on the police force, went too far in his, in his duties, and as such, he must be punished severely. And so he was, and the system has come through, uh, which President Biden notes, Uh, with his punishment and so we uh, as president biden would say uh the the have class the kings the nobles the facilitator class have punished him for his uh violation of uh of uh, breaking the noblesse oblige uh contractual relationship that the haves have with the have-nots and uh is uh, so, he sh- so Chauvin is a uh, representative of the have-nots that obtains a privilege, abuses it. He abuses that privilege because of his inherent badness, which in this case is his inherent racism, which was on display uh, in, his, uh, uh, in his placing uh, his knee on uh, George Floyd's neck. Uh, which, uh, a, while he was handcuffed, uh, and uh, eventually uh, killing him, which is uh, which is indeed a a, a, a terrible thing, and uh, and therefore, President Biden, in his address uh, to the nation uh, and, and really to the world, uh, declares that America is systemically racist. Uh, and so, uh, what President Biden means is that those whites of the have-not, deplorable class, and those that come out of the have-not class and and join the middle class are racist because they are of a systemically bad nature, and so they want to uh, they 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 they, uh, they must be controlled, and they must be controlled further. In our society, and that's what they noted uh, in the speech and after the speech that uh, it won't end here. And uh, so we can expect President Biden, Biden and his facilitators and his Democratic progressive elite will come forth with more racial control edicts in the near future. Uh, they uh, they will they will advocate. That we of the white lower class will need to be re-educated, and they'll tell us that uh, they'll uh, that we don't need our guns anymore, and that we all need to be equal in every way. And so this re-education is coming. Rick, what do you think?
0: Yeah, to me it all leads to um, you know one of their principal. Policy prescriptions, which uh, is a quota system uh, at every level of um, business, government, education, and the death of meritocracy. Um, That's a primary objective um, for the the Socialist Democrats. Um, Curtailing personal freedom is a foregone conclusion. Um, that includes uh, freedom of speech, uh, never mind the Second Amendment, uh, but uh, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, uh, all these freedoms uh, enumerated enumerated in the Constitution um, have to be curtailed uh, under this uh, rubric of controlling uh, the quote-unquote out-of-control racism. And... You know, what's remarkable is they they succeed in uh, cherry-picking the facts and ignoring the dramatic increase in crime across most major cities, you know, murders up 20, 30, 40, 50 percent in some cases, uh, much of it, you know, blacks killing blacks, that appears to be irrelevant uh, and certainly not controversial. Um and uh, much less a problem that needs to be addressed. It, it doesn't need to be addressed because it hasn't been declared a problem, and it can't be a problem because it can't credibly be called a racist construct. Uh, so uh, when these issues get raised, uh, raised, it you know it's absolutely essential that the Democrats change the subject, and they do, uh, and will ignore any kind of substantive discussion on on these kinds of matters. Um, In Virginia, apparently, uh, they're eliminating uh, advanced math courses in certain instances on the basis of uh, achieving some notion of equity. Uh, Their use of euphemisms uh, is remarkable, and one thing conservatives almost universally share is a, a very slow rate of catching on to the full implications of these various euphemisms that uh, the Democrats tend to bandy about for a period of months or years before uh, instituting some sort of policy prescription allegedly on the basis of a euphemism, whether it's equity or inclusion or, uh, or anti-racism, the con- conservatives generally are very slow to pick up on the full uh, implications from a poly- policy perspective of what these seemingly innocent words mean. Uh, and it's, it, 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 because you're never quite sure what the full policy prescription is going to be, uh, with the word as innocent-sounding as equity, inclusion uh, you're always caught on the back foot and that's essential uh, i mean part of the uh biden rant and that's generally how he speaks it's usually a rant if you listen to the words uh, rather than the tone um is that you know there's a consistent attempt to put whites taxpayers uh, corporations um, on their back foot, right? To condemn. It's a, it's a, a kind of Saul Olinsky technique. Condemn them, you know, whether it's grounded in fact or not. Condemn them first, put them on the back foot, uh, popularize uh, these notions through a docile media, which is what we have. We have an unthinking docile media uh, that, you know, literally parrots. Uh, government talking points uh, with no critical thinking or very little uh, and, and you know, that applies to wh- whether it's the Washington Post the New York Times, the LA Times the NBC right on, down the list um, and all one can hope is that enough taxpaying Americans and frankly enough whites who feel uh, impugned by these uh, overstretched and often nonsensical accusations uh, are going to wake up in a couple of years and vote accordingly and throw the bums out. Uh, Because that finally is the uh, only recourse when you're faced with um, a party uh, which is so bent on ideologically uh, transforming the United States.
1: Yeah, what do you think is going to happen in the near future? Do you think you any particular policies are going to be placed uh, on the table for the, by the Democrats in order to make all the... in order to uh, 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 effectuate uh, these thoughts?
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I, whether they'll succeed with all of this or not remains to be seen, but they're going to attempt to impose black reparations. They're going to attempt to pack the Supreme Court. They're going to attempt to make Washington, D.C. a, a state. Um, you know, none of this stuff would, would normally pass constitutional muster, but the attempt will certainly be made, and then they, they, they will probably achieve some element of some of these immediate objectives. Um, they will attempt to enforce a nationwide curriculum that's uh you know based on uh, horrendous theories like critical race theory um they'll they'll attempt to push for uh, medical clinics in the high schools that uh, will ultimately be able to perform abortions and other kinds of procedures like that um they will uh, they, they've got a whole laundry list of policy objectives um uh, all dependent on having absolutely centralized control uh, so they can run rough roughshod over our, our federalist system and effectively ignore uh, the rights of the states
1: and be able to control the individual in all aspects of his, uh, of his life.
0: Yes. And with full backing, I'm at, I'm at at from Silicon Valley and, and other uh, corporate sectors. So, We've entered a very, uh, I would say, a very concerning phase in U.S. history. It, it's, I, I think it's a foregone conclusion that they will be, uh, they will lose uh, their, at least their house majority by a, a huge margin in a couple of years. Um, so that may slow them down, but uh, they can do a lot of damage between now and then, uh, especially with the degree to which they are resorting to, you know, reconciliation type measures to pass legislation. I mean, it's, it's remarkable the, the, the pace at which over the last 10 years, the legislative branch has torn away all of the safeguards that, uh, earlier required some sort of accommodation between the parties and some sort of um, horse trading uh, on uh, particular legislation. We've we've gone from you know, generally requiring a significant majority to pass significant legislation uh, to or appoint judges uh, uh, and vet other cabinet matter uh, members to now uh, moving steadily over time toward you know a, a one vote majority being able to pass pretty much any le- legislation they want. The filibuster allegedly stands in the way, but they appear to be quite clever about evading that either.
1: Mm. Okay, Rick, thanks very much. Um, and we'll see everybody else on the next edition of the, re- of the uh, Philosophical Angle. Thank you for joining us on the Philosophical Angle podcast be sure to subscribe and join us for the next installment.